Good morning, church. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I trust that you are doing very well by God's grace. In our side, we are doing well, and we praise God for that. In the month of August in South Africa, we do celebrate women. And being a woman's month, I would like to honor women by sharing God's word from Proverbs 31. You may probably know that this passage is about the excellent wife, as it says in ESV translation. It's about the wife of noble character, as it says in NIV translation. It's about the virtuous woman, as it says in a, in a KGV, which is King James translation. But I will say it all with a noble character. Well, let us pray as we hear God's word. Dear God, how wonderful and how marvelous you are. Your name is a name above all names. You created us all, men and women, in your image. We are all very special in your eyes. Father, as we continue to celebrate women in this month, we pray that it shall not be for a month, but all the days of our lives. As I preach your word, Lord, may you rekindle the life of every woman listening right now and help them realize how special they are in the eyes of the Lord in our eyes. May the word that comes out of my mouth speak the truth and only the truth in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Acrostic poem. Have we heard about such poems? An acrostic poem is a poem where certain letters in each line spells out a word or a phrase. So let me give you an example. Being a women's month, I'll use the word woman, especially a woman in my life. So I'll use the word woman. So let me just do an acrostic poem on it. So W will stand for wonderful. O will stand for outstanding. M will stand for marvelous. A will stand for adorable. And N will stand for nice. That's an acrostic. And, uh, and the people write acrostic because we love to praise other people. So... That is what is happening in our passage in Proverbs 31, from verse 10 to 31. It is an acrostic. It's a, every verse, in, it begins with a different letter of Hebrew alphabet. And from verse 10 to 31, there are 22 verses that forms part of 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This is a great relief for every woman who are listening right now, because this tells us that the that Proverbs 31 is not a prescription for women to follow. It is, a, it is not a find a wife shopping list for men. It is not a job description for women. It is not a performance measures for husband. Instead, the writer of Proverbs has set himself a task to praise the woman who fears the Lord. To do this, he tries to think of 22 praiseworthy things to say about her. Therefore, my preaching this morning should accomplish three things. The first thing, it should inspire women to fear the Lord. And secondly, it should inspire others, especially husband and children, to praise women for fearing the Lord. And thirdly, it should inspire women through the character of Proverbs 31 woman. I will be speaking on the subject of the noble woman. And the noble woman first is inspired to fear the Lord. 
is inspired to fear the Lord. Proverbs 31 from verse 30 says this, Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, a woman who fears the Lord, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Did you hear that? What does to fear the Lord mean practically? Let's look in Exodus chapter 20 verse 18. It says this, it says this, this way the people of Israel are gathering around the Mount Sinai and this is what happened. It says this, now when all the people received the thundering and the lightning, they were afraid and trembled. And they stood afar off and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will hear, but let not God speak to us lest we die. And Moses said to the, to the people, do not fear, for God has come to prove to you and that the fear of him may be before your eyes that you may not sin. What does this mean? So the fear that Moses was telling the, the, uh, the people to get rid of was the fear of coming closer to God and hearing his voice. But the fear that Moses wanted them to keep before their eyes was that God is fearful and powerful. So what does, it, what does this mean? The fear that Moses was telling the, the people to get rid of uh, was the fear of coming closer to God and hearing his voice. The fear that Moses wanted them to keep before their eyes was that God is fearfully and powerful and he opposes sin. So the fear of God's powerful wrath against sin ought to not drive us away from God, but it should drive us to God for his mercy. So because God is a joy to be near and a terror for those who flee him. We are to be afraid of God if you are living in sin. And you, you have the right to be afraid. Because remember the, in Romans it says, the wages of sin is death. So the fear of the Lord is that fear of fleeing out of God's fellowship into the way of sin. Therefore, the fear of the Lord, it keeps us near to the merciful heart of God. It keeps us to the fortress of God. And God is our refuge, our sanctuary, and our shield. So fearing God it, uh, is, to pres- is to revere him, is to honor him, is to exalt him, is to lift him up. It is to worship him. It is to obey him. It is to hold him high. And it is to fear him for always fearing him. So Psalm 147, actually, verse 11, it says this word. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. So a woman who fears the Lord will not run away from God to satisfy her longings and to relieve her anxieties, but she will wait for the Lord. She will hope in God. She will stay closer to the heart of God. She will trust in his, in his promises for her to depart into the way of sin will be too fearful to pursue. The benefit of abiding in the shadow of Almighty is too glorious to forsake. 
So the question that I have for you this morning is this. Do you fear the Lord? So the idea that Moses was speaking in, in, in Exodus here is that when we're talking about fearing God, is the idea of us revering him, honoring him, but as well to be scared of sinning because we know that the wrath of God is on, against those who sin against him. So the benefit of abiding in the shadow of Almighty is too glorious to forsake. So the noble woman is the woman who fears the Lord. And secondly, the noble woman is inspired by people to praise her or inspires people to praise her. That's the second point. She inspires others to praise her. Proverbs 31, verse 30, it says this, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, is to be praised. Why are we to praise such a woman? Because it feels good to do so. Because it's honoring God when you praise such a woman. Or because it's strengthening our hand in the Lord. Let's look at these few points. First, it feels good to praise such women. So what is praise? Praise is not merely the expression of joy, but the consummation of joy. A joy isn't fully enjoyed until it comes to expression in praise. The joy I have in my wife, for example, you say it's best seen when I express it. Instead of wasting so much time yielding criticism or complaining, or grumbling, or sarcasm, or suspicion, the Bible says, rejoice always, and for everything give thanks. Therefore, there are a lot of beautiful things that women do that deserve praise. And get yourself hooked up in praising them. It feels so good to do so. So it doesn't just feel good, which is the first point. Secondly, we are to praise such women who fear the Lord because it honors God. There is a sense in which all praise, just like all boasting in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31, should be in the Lord. Do you know that you can praise God by praising something he, he made or praising something that exalts him? If you praise my daughter, for example, because of her manners, we as a parent feel honored. And also God is honored through praising that you give to his people. So therefore, when we praise women who fears the Lord, what happens? The Lord is honored. He feels so honored that you're praising the person that fears him. So we are to praise women. We are to praise women because it honors God. But it doesn't just honor God. Thirdly, it makes her stronger. It is nice for, uh, for any human to, to, to hear these words. Well done. You've done so well. I love the way you fear the Lord. So this comes to every single human being. And a woman special. So now... The word specially for you, it's a word special for you, husband and children. Proverbs that one, actually, it singled that out in verse 28. It says there, her children rose up early in the morning and call her blessed. And her husband also praised her. So children, praise your mom. 
they've done and they continue to do great things in your lives. They protect you. They look after you. They're always there for you. So it needs to be something automatic in, our, in, your, in your mind, in your hearts, in your mouth to praise them all the time. It says here in Proverbs that the children call thy blessing. And husbands, you have this responsibility to praise your wives. Whenever she changes her hair, you praise her. Not just when she changes her hair, all the time you praise her. You should not stop for or wait for other people to praise your wife. So praise her, praise her, praise her. It adds great joy to your own life, but it not only that, more than that, it strengthens her. It gives her much strength. It, gives her, it encourages her. Actually, it puts a smile on her face. So the woman who fears the Lord inspires her to praise her. Praising her, it feels good. It's, it honors God and it strengthens her. So thirdly, the noble woman has a character that inspires others. So you see a problem that one woman, her character inspires a lot of women. She inspires others through her character. So it's amazing uh, how our society perception of woman has changed. It's amazing how our society design for her role has changed. Let's look at four inspiring features of a character of a noble woman. But it is not just four in this passage. There are quite many, many of them. I just picked that four only. You can read the passage, you'll see more things that this woman does that's so inspiring. First, let's look at them. Her character as a wife, a woman who fears the Lord, wants to love and honor her husband. Clearly, the husband of Proverbs 31 woman affirms her effort because it says in verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts her. So he trusts her because verse 12, it says this, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Not just the day that she is in good mood, all the days of her life. Imply even when she feels she's, she has no reason to be angry or upset with him. Oh, even if she feels angry, she, she's always there for her husband. It is important to her that her husband trusts her. She wants him to be able to confide on her and, and guard his honor. Does your husband trust you? Do you, speak, do you speak well of him always, all the days of your life? You do not need to have special gift to be trustworthy. You simply need to, to, to value your husband in a way that honors them and the Lord. Secondly, her, her devotion to, to hard working. There is no argument that it proves that one woman works hard. The point is that here is that we need to be willing to work hard at what God is calling us to do. Look at Proverbs 31 woman. She, she doesn't have time to compare herself to others. She's clearly not obsessed with me time. She does not eat the bread of idleness, verse 27. She's not a, she's not a chronic time waster. Rather, she fills her time with productivity and helpful activities. So with God's help, may I challenge you to work hard. And resist wasting time 
work hard and work hard, whether it's your, at your home, whether it's in the, in the office, wherever it is, work hard and work hard and work hard. Thirdly, the, it says here that her generosity um, for her neighbors. Verse 20 says, she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. Just just a few minutes ago, I, 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 I had a chat with our, with, our, with our pastor, and she says this, she's like, she been, she been helping people with, with, with food in this time of difficulty. And she says she travels around and go uh, give food. That's what she's doing. It means she's stretching her hands. She's going out and, and touch those who are in need. And that's what it speaks here. So she demonstrates compassion to the poor and the unfortunate who have, have needs. When it says she extends her hand to the poor, it means she gets involved in their lives. She provides for what they need. Maybe it was, maybe it was food. Maybe it was money. Maybe it was clothes. We don't know. But he, she extends her hand. Her generosity to the neighbors is visible. And she is selfless woman. How is your giving? Do you wait for the needy to come to you or do you go after them and try to help them? And fourthly, her influence as a teacher. Verse 26, it says this, she opens her mouth in wisdom and, she, uh, and the law of kindness is on her tongue. She opens her mouth and she speaks wisdom, but that wisdom comes with kindness. Isn't that beautiful? She's not judgmental when she teach, but actually she teach with kindness. So this means she teaches God's law with grace. But behind the teaching of the law is this tempering of mercy, compassion, and kindness in her. So probably that one woman, it gives us exact portrait for you to emulate, for you to look to as your point of reference. But maybe... You might be wondering this morning, it's like, why will I be inspired or why will I emulate a woman who is married? And while I'm not married myself, why will I be inspired or emulate a woman who has kids while I don't have kids myself? You, you are right to ask this question because many of us are more likely to cringe when this seemingly perfect woman is set before us as, as an example. So a noble woman who can find her, indeed, a woman who can show fine personal, personal qualities or high moral principle, who can find her? Not everyone has a good business sense opportunity or, or business opportunity like her. Not everyone has a gift and creativity to make clothes for our family like her. Not everyone who is both a morning person and a night person like her. So the ability that that probably that one woman portrays does not depend on her husband or her kids. She has this ability because she is the best version of herself. She is noble because she fears the Lord. Whether it's single, married, or divorced. Remember Ruth, Ruth is neither a wife nor a mother when she earns the statue of being a noble woman. She has no money and she lives by leftovers from the rich. 
She is not even an Israelite. But Ruth hears these words in chapter 3, verse 11. It says this, And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Isn't that amazing? Ruth appears to be noble. Oh, she has uh, this noble character. And she's noble just like a Pope that one woman. Yet she, was, she did not have the same characteristics. Ruth and Proverbs that one woman have one thing in common. And that's one thing in common is the fear of the Lord. And you as well do qualify to be noble woman. But you can do that or you can be noble only in Christ Jesus and only through Christ Jesus. Yes, she was an amazing woman. But the picture isn't of a woman working hard to find acceptance. Instead, this verse points out to a woman who understood her creator. Do you know that God created you in his image? Here, it paints the picture of a woman who fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? Here, it paints a picture of a woman who understood how worthy. Do you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully mad? In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, it says this way, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. And it says here, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Let the proverb that one lead you to the truth. And let the truth settle in our heart and spirit. The truth is our Lord Jesus Christ alone. So let us abide in Christ so that we can be able to, be, to fear the Lord. May you be a noble woman. Be the best version of, of yourself in Christ Jesus, our Lord. May God bless you. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this passage of Scripture. Lord, we pray for the women of our churches and those who are listening. We trust, Lord, that you lead them to be the woman that this great chapter describes, not because of how good they can be, but because they fear the Lord. We pray, Lord, that your grace will forgive us for our shortcomings, for all of us have fallen short of the standard, both for men and women, husband and wives, fathers and mothers. Lord, help us to pick up from the failures and to move ahead and to be obedient and to be what you want us to be. Lord, I pray that every single woman listening right now, there will be women who fear the Lord. And fearing the Lord is to abide in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. May God bless you. See you next week. Amen.